Hello, hello, my mishpoche. I am excited because this is going to be a webinar for you, an auditory webinar. Welcome to the Self-Improved Podcast. I'm going to be talking about fitness today. Yes, because that's what I do for a living. But I'm also giving a webinar to the JCC later this morning. So I thought I'd just run through it with you guys. You get to kind of hear hear this for the first time. Enjoy. This is on starting my fitness journey. That's what we're talking about. So if that's you, you're in luck. You're getting a webinar today. Uh, if, if you are deep in your fitness journey, this is a friendly reminder on how to reach future goals. All right. Because everyone's starting new goals all the time. Let's get right in. I'm not going to waste your time. The overview today. People often think fitness is just a physical thing. However, it is mainly psychological. Everyone knows fitness is important. You know healthy eating is important. However, changing your identity is not something everyone knows. So we're going to discuss the mental side to change behavior. And then we're going to get into a brief portion regarding the actual modalities and physical parts. First off, this is what you have to ask yourself. Three things. What is my goal? And I recommend you Google smart goals. How will I do it? Google KPI. And why do I want that goal? That's intrinsic motivation. I'm going to break those down a little further. So again, Google SMART goals, it's an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. Just that's, I don't want to get too far into that. However, how will you do the goal? This is cool. It's called KPI, Key Performance Indicators. Let's use a case study. If a salesperson needs to sell 300 cars a year to make their financial goal possible, they won't sell 300 cars in one day. They have to sell one car a day or, you know, five a week, roughly. So if someone has a goal, let's say, to increase strength and cardiovascular health in two months, they will not fulfill that goal by performing 21 hours of exercise in a day. No, they have to spread those 21 hours of exercise over the course of a month, and that would be their daily KPI. Now, none of this matters if you don't realize why you want your goal. So once you've found your why, you just ask, why do you want it? Ask why again and again and again and keep doing this. Continue doing this right when you think you've hit a plateau. That's when you have to ask yourself, how would I feel if I reached that goal? And then that feeling is what you really want. And then maybe even for fun, go deeper and ask why you want that feeling. So that, by the way, when you get to that final why, is your intrinsic motivator. Fun fact. And we're going to keep touching on that because that's crucial for creating a habit. Oh, and in, uh, an intrinsic motivator for anyone who's unaware. Something you want to do for yourself, for pleasure, or for fun. And by the way, without a goal, you're going to find yourself lost in fitness. Fun fact. You need a goal. Now... Before I get into the bread and butter here, I just want to make a disclaimer that you are in control. You're in the driver's seat. Myself or a coach or even accountability buddies of yours, they're simply giving you the roadmap, but you're the one who's actually driving the car. I hope that empowers you to take action and actually control your life. Now, I want you all to redefine fitness. Many people have a bias towards fitness. They believe a workout only counts if, you know? So a lot of people's definition of fitness are, it has to burn. It ha I have to sweat. I have to suffer. I'm here today to tell you that information that you heard through the media, 
or your friends or family, that is a fallacy. I want you to find anything that requires energy expenditure that you feel you enjoy. Could be nature walks, playing basketball in the driveway with your kids. Could be going to the dog park, around a golf. Literally anything that brings you joy. And that is how you do something till the day you die. Because that's what fitness is all about. The people that win in fitness and reach goals after goal after goal, they just do it till the day they die. They don't stop. It's like investing. Now, let's get into identity change and some tips to do so. Because reaching goals takes a long time. Willpower, aka motivation, does not take a long time. But guess what does? A habit. Habits always trump motivation. Do you use motivation to brush your teeth? Probably not. Because it's a habit. You identify as a toothbrusher because it's been a habit for so long. And let's say you forget to brush your teeth one day. You get right back on track. Let's change your identity to being fit. Don't discount yourself by saying, I'm trying to be fit or I'm becoming a fit person. Okay, cool, positive messages. However, that doesn't really change your identity. You are a fit person because you're doing what fit people do. You're exercising. Therefore, you're a fit person. The only reason you're saying such things is because of comparison. All right? So never compare to others, only yourself. I know it's schmaltzy and cheesy, whatever. It's true. It's cliche for a reason. How does one create a habit? Intrinsic motivation. Capiche. Something that's pleasurable, you do for yourself, or that's fun. Use that as fuel to create a habit. Here are some tips. All right? Find an accountability buddy. They don't have to exercise with you. They can even just talk with you about your goals. Self-efficacy. Here are some ways to increase self-efficacy. And that's just the confidence toward having the skills to do something. It's pretty much the same as confidence. Reflect on your accomplishments. Vicariously experience through others by potentially watching videos or a fitness modality you think you enjoy. Use verbal or social persuasion by someone else. So this could be going to a class with someone, going on a walk with someone, or just someone telling you about their walk or class, That's and then telling you to join. This could even be a friend, a coach, a family member, or a video. Lastly, change your psychological state. You do this by increasing knowledge on the subject, right? Just like you're doing today. So my spiel today is changing your psychological state regarding fitness. And those are all methods, by the way, of increasing self-efficacy. I'll recap them. Past experience or accomplishments, vicarious experience, verbal or social persuasion, and psychological states. So I got a couple mental models here that might help. And uh, we'll just start throwing them out there for you. So there are stages to becoming fit or identifying as a fit person and they start at pre-contemplation and there's a bunch of them and they go all the way up until you're in maintenance phase where you do identify and you're just maintaining. They're, they did a survey, in a Canadian survey by the way. Folks listed more cons about fitness when they were in the early stages of this trans-theoretical model. So when they were pre-contemplation phase, there were way more cons than when they were maintenance. They listed more pros when they were in maintenance. Isn't that interesting? So the takeaway here is that the first step is the hardest step. Once you build momentum, you are good. You're on that flywheel. Next, to change your outcomes, you must change your behavior. 
And this is called social cognitive theory. It just kind of like gives you an insight to your psychology towards habits and whatnot. So, for example, to change outcomes, you do this via your knowledge, your self-efficacy, and your environment, right? The environment being the people around you, relationships, and your physical environment. Like people that don't have a gym close by, they don't exercise as much. People don't ever talk about exercise with their family or friends. They also don't exercise as much. That's environment. So let's explain a little further. Your expected outcomes are affected by behavior. This makes sense, right? If I throw a stick, the outcome is the stick moves. But your behavior is affected by your environment. And then your environment, which is your social circle, your barriers out there, they're affected by personal factors. Factors that have to do with yourself, like knowledge, your goals, and your self-efficacy, to name a few. On to the next one. This is a mental model on how to feel more determined called self-determination theory. According to the experts, you have to apply competence, relatedness, and autonomy. Where do we find these things? From our environment and relationships. It's all, you can see it's like a, a lot of the same things here. Once we have those things down, a ripple effect occurs that could make you an exerciser till the day you die. So once we gain competence, relatedness, and autonomy towards fitness, we are more engaged in fitness. When our engagement goes up, guess what goes up as well? Increased performance, persistence towards exercise, and creativity, wanting to do different types of exercise. That's the ripple effect. So when those go up, by the way, a person starts having fun and gaining pleasure in the activity. Does that sound familiar? That sounds exactly like intrinsic motivation, which you know by now is the way to do this forever, this being exercise. Last tip is think laterally. For example, there are three types of goals. Performance goals, health goals, and aesthetic goals. Fun fact, they all have to do with each other. I know it might not seem that way, but trust me when I say this. Someone wanting to jump higher, that's a performance goal. They're going to squat heavy weights to do so. When they lift weights, their muscles increase in size. That is an aesthetic goal they just checked off without knowing it. When they increase muscle mass, they reduce the risk of osteoporosis because of increased bone density. That's a health goal they just checked off. I think you're starting to see the picture. You can, and you can do the same with other goals. So, for example, a lot of people want to lose body fat. They focus on the scale and just their, their body image. They focus on the wrong things. No, 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 no. Let's think laterally, not critically. And let's focus on lifting more weight. And, and let's fall in love with the easy, easy goal of just lift more weight. Because that's an easy goal. From there, the aesthetic part comes into play. See what I'm saying? Now, that is it for the mental side. Welcome to the physical aspect of goal setting, which is setting a baseline and then progressively overloading from there. If those are unfamiliar terms, stick with me here. Your baseline, how many days of the week are you currently exercising and for how long? So I always tell people, because this question comes up quite frequently, if you're exercising zero days of the week and you have been for at least four to six weeks, That's good news. That means all you have to do is one day a week of exercise and your body will start to change. You do this for a month and then you add another day or you don't even have to. Let's say you're really busy. In that one day, you just add an extra set or two or add a couple more reps. This is what we call progressive overload. 
Now, for anybody that is far in their fitness journey, you can do the same thing. Every month or two, add a set, add a few reps, take away some rest, reduce the tempo of the lift, or increase your load. That's what we call progressive overload. Now, this talk is all about starting your fitness journey, so I want to kind of stick to that. Um, but still, uh, that, that's a fun fact for people that are far in their journey. And that actually pretty much does it, folks. Thanks for listening in. The conclusion is that um, everything you need to ensure starting your or, or resuming your journey, because a lot of you probably have tried in the past, comes down to these mental aspects, the identity change, right? Just don't forget that it comes down to creating a habit because habits trump motivation. To create a habit, you have to find an intrinsic motivator, couple it with some small extrinsic motivations that and extrinsic motivators give you rewards. From there, when you create the habit, you will start to change your identity. And when you identify as something, you never have to get motivated to do it again. Anyways, and of course, there are, there are outliers. There are things, I don't want to seem naive, like folks that, that suffer from depression and struggle with just simple things like brushing teeth, showering, getting out of bed. I do not want to degrade that one bit. Um, however, for those that are fortunate enough to, to be able to do those things easily, by all means, let's get exercise to be an easy, easy thing as well that we don't think about. I'm not going to babble on any longer. That is the webinar. And I'm going to pause this so that we can answer some questions because I, I, there's a Q&A portion at the end of the webinar. And I will try to remember some of the questions and bring them back here. So without further ado, we'll come back in a second. So the webinar just finished up and the questions I received were, are boot camps and Peloton gimmicks or are they suitable modalities for people? And I simply responded with, if a person could do those forever, then it's a great modality for them. Whereas if someone does not get joy out of it, it is not going to be sustainable and they will not be able to do it forever. And they should find something they can do till the day they die. And it's that simple. Of course, if a person enjoys boot camps, but they're telling them to restrict calories, that is a red flag. Do not do that. And that's pretty much all I had for the questions. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Self-Improve. Stay, stay on here uh, to receive more episodes. And more will be coming. Take care. Bye. Thank you.